and welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I am your host, Joe Garrix, and I'm thrilled to be back with my good friend, Guy Stanley Faloche. Guy, thank you for being back with us. Uh, thank you. It's an honor. <laughs> well, we, we are happy to honor you. Uh, well, last time we were talking, you know, you uh, were taking us through kind of the early stages right. of your career. Um, we talked about how, uh, you know, you knew from a very young age that you wanted to do comedy or <laughs> I do comedy. Sorry, I'm rarely interviewing artists. Uh, it's always loser comics like myself. Uh, you knew you wanted to, do, you know, to be a painter, to be an artist, uh, and you really had blinders on that. Uh, we got to where you were in art school and sold your first painting uh, for five thousand dollars when yeah. everybody else had like ridiculous, crappy paintings and had no future in art like you. <sighs> Not at all. Yeah. So, so let's pick it up from there. So after art school, so after art school, how, how do you chase this profession? So after art school. Um, you know, um, I moved to New York City. You know, I, I, I um, did my MFA. Um, I, uh, I left, you know, after, after, um, after graduate school, I moved to New York City. I got recruited to move to New York City, I should say. Recruited by yeah. the city? Um, no, no, by a... Um, it wasn't a Giuliani? No, 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 by a woman who is a private art dealer. Um. Uh, so at the time, a lot, a lot of New York artists, a lot of New York art dealers were um, coming to uh, the big schools like Yale, Columbia, and everything like that, and just picking up cool kids, well, talented kids, you know, who have future. I took your meaning. So <laughs> we just want the cool ones. <laughs> Who's getting wasted tonight? Yeah. Come with us. <laughs> so, um, so, and this is this is a very important part of my story. And I'm going to um, be very clear about a lot of things. And this is where I had another aha moment. Okay. So all you artists who are listening there, turn the volume up and pay attention. They, they've been listening. <laughs> this is a short podcast. If they're losing track over the seven minutes that all right. were. All right. So I know. Yeah. So, um, so fast forward. I got picked up um, by a dealer. Um, they hooked me up with, you know, with an apartment and everything like that and, and a stipend. And, uh, I signed a four year contract and I was supposed to paint my ass off. Um, but, um, so every month she would come by and just take a painting. I'll take that, that, that. And I didn't get a cent of it, which was fine because I was basically living in New York city for free for four years. And some of the artwork that you were painting, you were able to keep for yourself. No. I mean, no. So everything you produced, everything was I not produced, yours. everything I produced in four years was hers because I was living in, I was living in New York city, had a awesome two bedroom apartment, had a studio and I was getting $2,000 a month. You can just produce something and not tell her about it. Nope. I got two, I got $2,000 a month and a company credit card. So the first year, um, I was, you know, first year I was so grateful. All I did was just fucking paint year two. I got involved in the scene a little bit, you know, meaning I, I was going to Chelsea. I was meeting other artists the third year. Third and fourth year, I was like hardcore into the scene. You know, everyone knew I was an artist. I was having people come to my place to look at artwork. Uh, I was doing studio visits. People were doing studio visits. Other gallery owners were coming by my place looking at artwork, offering me shows, but I couldn't do anything um, until uh, my contract was up. So uh, I remember this conversation like it was fucking yesterday. So uh, my contract's up. Uh, my dealer at the time said, hey, listen, Let's have dinner. It's fine. Um, There's a dog whining in the background that the mic's not picking up, and it's Picasso, my assistant. He he's adorable. Um, so um, 
she takes me out to dinner and says, uh, listen, I love your work. I have a lot of big plans for you, um, but um, I need you to sign another four years. And on top of giving, since I believe in you so much, on top of that two thousand dollars, I'm willing to I will I'm willing to give you an additional three. So it's like another so it's five thousand dollars a month in cash I was getting from her. Yeah. So this is when I was just like, oh my god, I must have something that she that she loves and that she's making a profit. Yeah, for. she's making money clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So um, me being who I am, you know, and I was just like, listen, you know, thank you so much for this opportunity and everything like that. But I really want to show. And as an artist, you want to show, you want to see your name on those black letters on that white wall, you know, and that's why I always want it, you know, yep. especially being in Europe for four years and being hardcore into the scene and galleries offer me shows. I just couldn't do it. I really want it. She was like, guy, trust me, trust me, trust me. I have something amazing lined up for you. So I looked her in the eye. I said, listen, thank you for this opportunity, but um, I can't. I'm going to have to pass. This is the most critical part. Fortune favors the brave. This is the most critical part of of the story, and um, and this is where my life changes. And this is when I realize, wow, it's a business. Okay? She says, okay, cool. You have 30 days to move out. I was like, well, she's like, yeah, you have 30 days to move out. I was like, oh, but I thought you loved me. I thought you loved the work. I thought you believed in me. Yeah, this is a business. I need to find new artists to replace you. And you have 30 days to move out. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> now, you know this. You lived in New York City. The hardest thing in New York City is trying to find an apartment in New York City, and you don't have a job. Yep. I have yeah. money. I, I, I Doesn't matter. I have you need those pay shit, I have shit little cash in the bank, but God, I couldn't find an apartment to save my life. Oh. You know? And at the time, I thought everyone lived in a doorman building. I was like, oh, I'll just get another apartment in a doorman. No, not a big deal. <laughs> you know, I got tons of money in the bank. Whatever. Dude, I re- and, you know, and my credit was okay. You yeah. Know? So I remember looking at apartments. Like, all right, cool. They're like, okay, so what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an artist. No, what do you do for money? I was like, uh, I'm an artist. They're like, <laughs> so is your parents going to be your guarantee? I was like, nah, dude, I'll, I got this. It's not, <laughs> no. <laughs> They're like, yeah, sorry. I literally got denied like three or four apartments. It wasn't until my friend was like, dude, listen, you need to move, you need to, you know, look on the Upper East Side and find a place, you know, like a little mom and pop building. And just call them and just say, hey, listen, I can pay the rent off for, for a whole year. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I did that. I found one. Um, and where we're in right now, um, I called the lander up. And I was like, he's like, do you, have a, do you have any apartments available? He's like, yeah, yeah, come by. So I looked at fell in love with it. Cool. You know, so listen, I can pay the rent, you know, for the whole year. He was like, sure. And at the time, you know, at the time, um, my rent was only like 700 bucks. He's like, oh, oh my those God. were the days. Oh my God, right? Those Do you remember those days? days? Oh my God. Long gone. And it was rent control too. So I was just like, oh, this is perfect. Um, so I paid my rent up front for the whole year. Um, so I, you know, and bought some furniture, you know, I bought some furniture and everything like that. So I'm now now I'm just like, all right, now what do I do? Fuck. Dude, you gotta paint. You know, you, you didn't move to New York to be a bartender or anyone's assistant. You moved here to be an artist. You got to paint and yeah. sell. Yeah, exactly. All right. So first thing I did, I would say first six months, um, I were on time. 
We're good. Okay. For the first six months, all I did was paint my ass off. You know, I needed 10 amazing fucking paintings. Um, second thing is, like, I found a buddy who's a web designer, you know. And at the time, a web, design, you know, a web designer went $10,000. I was like, listen, dude, <laughs> I'll give you three grand and dinner. He was like, done. <laughs> photographed it, gave him three grand, built a website. Build me, you know, he made some business cards. So I have 10 paintings on my website. I have a bio, all this other stuff, and business cards. Now I got to sell some shit, you know? So lucky for me, though, is the fact that, um, you know, I had galleries that wanted to represent me and show me. So I needed to work, you know? So galleries came by, um, and they loved it. Next thing you know, they put me – it was just group shows, you know? I brought two paintings in a show, and that sold. And yeah, I remember going yeah, a few yeah. of those, yeah. And that sold. And at the time, my paintings – at the time, you could got you could have got a painting 48 by 60 for, like, $3,000, not anymore. Not, not anymore, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a lot like the uh, New York rental market yeah, in that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just flying. They were just flying off the fucking shelf, you know. And uh, it was Art Gotham. Art Gotham um, was um, was my second big break because Kimberly at the time just really believed in my work, you know. And she was this little small little, you know, um, blonde little uh, uh, this little blonde lady. Uh, from Connecticut as well, and um, and she loved art, and, and and she opened this gallery called Art Gotham, and we made a shitload of money together. Yeah, we just yeah, she believed in my work, and every two months she was like, oh, we're doing another show, we need two more paintings. The works were just selling, selling, selling. So I would say the first, I would say the first two years, everything was like you know between three to five, and then that's when corporate collections, you know, that's when you know corporate people were starting to buy my work. So we bumped it up to like you know ten thousand dollars. And at ten thousand dollars, people are still buying shit, you know. So nice. it was a good, it was a good couple of years, you know. And we made shit, shit, little money. What kind of cut does a gallery take off that? Uh fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah. You know what you got to do? You got to open a gallery. Mm-mm. No. Nah, nah, dude. You sure? There's no need. There's no need for that anymore, man. No, you good? A, yeah, I have a great fucking studio, and I have people come to my studio. Oh, you don't even need a gallery now. We need a gallery. Yeah, but if you have the gallery, then you could be making fifty percent of other, oh, other people's people paintings. Yeah. yeah, but I'll make them sign a contract though. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you picked up the tricks. <laughs> yeah, and um, but at the same time, though, it was just you know, it was you know, she loved me. To, she she loved the work, but she loved the fact that I was a go getter. You know, um. I'm one of these artists when you represent me, you know, I don't, I don't stress out the gallery. You know what I mean? My job is like, I make the work, I drop off some paintings. All right, cool. I go out five, six days a week. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I spent my days networking, you know, walking my dog, going to the gym. And then from there, it's just like networking, 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 you know, especially now with social media and Instagram, I have tons. I just, I meet people. Every single day, and I always invite them to my studio. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So do you go out, and that's like your goal today? I'm gonna meet people. Oh, uh, my goal. So when I walk out the house, when I walk out the house, I become guy the artist, and my goal is to get 15 business cards a day. Yeah. Yeah. And and is that a number you hit pretty easily? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and uh, so I break down. I get 15 business cards a day. So and after the night's over, um, I uh, the next morning I email everyone I everyone I meet. Um, I try to invite everyone to the studio and out of that 15, probably six will come to the studio and out of that six, probably two will buy a painting. So you're meeting two people who are buying a painting yeah. each day. Well, <laughs> not each day, 
But let's say on average on good month, I could probably move four paintings. You move four paintings a month now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. On a good, uh, that's, that's a really good day. Yeah. You know, um, but also too, though, you need to realize my, my paintings are not cheap. Yeah. You know, so this is one of those things where, you know, people come by to see it. All right. You know, it's a lot of legwork, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to photograph stuff in their space. Um, sometimes you bring the painting to their space. You, you let them live with it for like a week. Yeah. You know, you make them sign everything. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And people are like, well, dude, you have a dealer. Why don't you? I was like, nah, because. Now you're getting a hundred percent. I'm getting a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and, and, and right now what's going on with me is like a lot of galleries right now are trying to tie me down to exclusive contract. Yeah. And, um, I'm down for it, but you just gotta give me, you, to pay. you gotta pay me. Yeah. You gotta pay me because, but when you get me, you get all of me, you get my team, you know, you get my publicist, you get, you know, all my collectors, my sponsors and everything. You get all of me, but I'm not willing just to hand that over to somebody yeah. pay me. So let me ask you this. When you, you know, when you first started, you know, obviously you had this drive to be an artist and now, you know, at this point you've obviously developed into to a businessman on top of that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the work is on the business side. Yeah. Uh, do you find yourself enjoying the business side of it? Oh, the business side sucks, man. Sucks. It yeah, sucks. It, yeah. It's, you know, I wish, you know, your ultimate goal as an artist is to be, well, my ultimate goal as an artist is to be, you know, in the MoMA, you know, on the fifth floor in the MoMA, you know, and let's face it in New York city, there is probably, and I'm just going to talk small numbers just to give people a, a quick little uh, breakdown. Let's say there's a uh, hundred galleries. All those, all that hundred gallery, ten of them are the top ten galleries in New York City. Uh, the other ninety are just mom and pops. You know, it's either someone who, it's either. Um, someone who's playing a dealer. And what I mean by that is just like, you know, their husband gives them, you know, here's a million dollars, go play, leave me alone. And the wife becomes a dealer and, you know, and, and opens a gallery for a while. And you guys can make some money together for a while. And next thing you know, she's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. You know, and, or there's other ones who are, you know, they, their peak level as far as sales is like $10,000. You know, they have a clientele, but their, own, their clients could only spend about 10. Yeah. You know, and which is fine and, and everything like that. But for me, for me, my ultimate goal is to be at one of the top 10 galleries so I could get to a point where I don't have to do the business anymore. Yeah. I could just paint, chill, and just ship the artwork and blah, blah, blah. So that's you the know? next step. Yeah. That's awesome. the next goal. Awesome. Well, I am uh, confident that you will reach that. Well, thank you. I uh, No reason not to be at this point, I would say. But uh, let me ask, you know, I always like to kind of close these on, on kind of a random question. Um, I remember, I think when, uh, when we were younger, uh, you know, we were both into comic books. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and I, f I feel, I remember you like, you know, you would, you would draw some, you right. know, you were great at it. I would try, I would, I would draw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They would oh, suck. I love them. Um, you were great though. You would, you would, uh, do you, do you still read comic books? Yes. What do you like? What do you, what do you oh, read? What do you enjoy? God. You know, um, I love the new, I love the new Spider-Man. Who's, uh, who's, putting that together now um uh, it's uh it's still marvel but now the new spider-man is like this young kid from the bronx oh miles morales yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. i mean who's uh is there a particular like artist, artist or uh, writer that you like you know it's i i've i've it's weird because i was never into like as far as like you know it was always the cover that really drawn to me the storyline I it, I it was hit or miss uh, but I'm, I'm also old school too, and I also love. You know, I'm a big Wolverine, um, X Men guy. Yep. But I also like Dark Horse comics. Um, they're a little darker. Um, I love the old school Predator versus Alien. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I used remember. to draw. I used to draw the covers of those things 
all day every yeah. day man oh my god yeah um and then um i have some friends who go comic cons i get to go with them and check it out and everything oh, like that awesome. so yeah yeah you ever read any uh grendel no no oh it's matt wagner he also did mage uh used to be with dark horse now it's uh image i'm gonna find some grendel for you okay yeah it's some good stuff it's heavy. It's dark. You'll Is like it? it? Yeah. I, I, I love dark shit, man. You'll you be know? into it. And, and um, I love now how, like, you know, um, the new Batman, the dark version of Batman, he's killing people now. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard his dick was out. In yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that <laughs> one, too. I did not buy that episode. The collector's value of yeah, Bruce Wayne's yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah, but I love, the, I love that Batman's killing people now. <laughs> about fucking time. Get with, yeah. get, Bro, get with the program, dude. Yeah. <laughs> these people are going to keep living if you don't kill them. They keep fucking fucking up. <laughs> well, look, Guy, it is always a pleasure. Thank you again so much for being here. Uh, really happy to see you having the success you are and appreciate you taking wait, the time wait, wait, out. Wait, wait, It's not just about my success, dude. Let's talk about your success for a minute. <laughs> Me having you on this podcast is my success. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, like, when we were kids, I always thought you were a funny dude. But the fact that, like, no, wait, wait let's talk about, Thanks. let's talk about, let's talk about that day let's that we bumped, that. We, we bumped into each other in New York City. You remember that day? Because um, I remember it very clear. Where did we I bump remember it? it was on the west side. I think it was next to Papaya. On the west side. Gray's papaya? Yeah. And you're and it was fall because you had a trench coat on. I must look good. And was I performing at the time? No, no. You're just walking the street or something. And, and I happened to be on the west side, too. And, and we bumped each other. I was like, yo. You were like, yo. I was like, oh, my God. What's going on? And I remember looking at you. I was like, oh, my God. You look like an out-of-work actor. What's going on? He was <laughs> like, <laughs> And we had and we had uh, drinks that time. It was no, it was really good. It was really good bumping into you. Yeah, no, it's always good connection. I remember uh, I remember hanging out with you at a sidebar uh, over on Fifteenth and Irving. Yes. And you had a cell phone, and you had that plugged into the headphone wire, uh, one of those coily cords that goes into one of the old oh rotary style yeah. phone <laughs> things. So you would like talk on the phone and it would look like one of those old school in the wall phones. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and I thought this guy's funnier than me. <laughs> no, no, no. Cuz you know, I love that phone because you know, the thing about cell phones that I hate is that you know, when you're mad at someone you just can't like uh, you know, slam it down. Slam it down. But what know? did you slam that into? Just the ground? Just, no, just the table, <laughs> the table. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> you you must have a lot of bad phone conversations. Uh, I rarely am talking to someone on the phone and wanting to hang up like that. Oh, come on. You remember when back in the day when you got into a fight with someone over the phone, you just went and the phone went ding, made all that crazy noise. I, I was, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh, well, that is true. You're, <laughs> you're a very handsome man. Well, look, we will we will get together again and talk about my success. Uh, it'll be wonderful. Uh, it'll be your podcast, uh, which you should start. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I sound well, like a white guy on the It's not for everyone, but you're always welcome on mine. Awesome. Well, thanks again. appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, come out to my next show, man. I would love to. When is your next show? Uh, it's in uh, December. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. In January, I um, actually have a photo shoot uh, Friday because I'm going to be on the cover of Resident Magazine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So and we're doing a uh, photo shoot for that. Uh, I have a six-page spread. Ooh. And then we are going to do an opening slash release magazine cover party or something like that. Awesome. Well, let me know when that's yes. coming up. If you want, I'll invite our listeners. Oh, there definitely, definitely. There's a copious amount of listeners. Definitely. Copious amounts. And bring your checkbook to the people. <laughs> bring your checkbook. It's the only way. Uh, talk to me. I might be able to get you a deal, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, my friend. You too, bro. Peace. Later. 
Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you are enjoying the pod, please leave us a review. Uh, if you're not, just shut the fuck up. No one needs to hear it. And uh, also, please tell your friends. Right now, I think it's mostly just my friends listening. We'd love to have your friends listening, too. And please support our sponsors, LightSwitch Advisor, your one-stop for on-demand digital marketing services for boosting your Instagram followers or to building a new website. LightSwitch Advisors has you covered. They do our website, so check out theirs, lightswitchadvisors.com slash hustle. And our shoe sponsor, Vans, for all of your shoe or clothing needs. Uh, you can't do any better than Vans. It's pretty much all I wear, and look how cool I am. Thanks.